So, <laughs> this is Less Depressed Creatives. I'm Josh, aka Ravilla, and today I'm here with Devin. Hey, hello. Um, so why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, Devin? Um, I'm Devin, and I've been uh, doing music for about five years under the name VBND. That's kind of my thing. That's what I'm known for. But I also do a lot of other projects with a lot of other musicians. Um, I'm also in a band. After 2 a.m., I played the bass. And just kind of, that's just, that's my main thing. I'm just a musician. It's really all I have going for me. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Sounds kind of sad. So, but okay. like, well, we'll get more into the sadness later. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, but so you said you've you've been playing for five years? Like, is that... The extent of your music background, or no, no, no. Uh, I've started. I started VD five years ago. Okay. Um, I've been playing music. I got my first guitar when I was ten, and I didn't really take it seriously until high school. And then I started playing. I started really getting into music when I was seventeen. I'd say I'm twenty-two now. So yeah, I guess like yeah, five years. Five years yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you got the classical. A little bit of that classical training, a little bit. No, no, yeah. actually, um, I've been, I haven't like ever taken lessons. Oh, okay. The, the extent of my music lessons was grade seven, uh, when I was the drummer for the band because I couldn't play any other instrument, and I didn't want to, right? So I just you know hit, hit some drums, hit a hi hat every yeah. now and then, hit a bass kick. It was yeah. it was fine. That's the extent of my training as a musician, okay. I guess. Everything else has just been like YouTube tutorials and trying to figure it out myself, which yeah. I'm thankful for, but. I would like to have been in like school for like jazz studies or something. Mm. Uh, I'm just not at that point. Do you think you'd ever go? Maybe, maybe yeah. yeah, maybe in the future, but I feel like I have to get my chops up before I apply for any school mm -hmm. for music. Before I, yeah, just learn some actual knowledge. Yeah. So then what will push you more to the guy, I guess, the production side of stuff? Um. <clears throat> Well, I wanted to be, I've, I've wanted to be in a band for a very long time, ever since, I guess since like 17, or like high school, or even like before when I was a kid. I used to, uh, when I was a kid, I used to set up my like action figures and stuff on the bed, or yeah, on the bed, and like air guitar to like the radio when I was like six. Um, so I guess I've <clears throat> secretly always wanted to be a musician. I just, it didn't, I didn't realize that until I got out of high school when I was 17, and I didn't have a band to fall back on and to do music with, so I kind of took it upon myself to start making music on my own. Um, and then that turned into a whole thing, and then eventually the bands did come along, and all the other art musicians that I've been working with have come along, but the main the main push was I wanted to be in a band, and I didn't have that, so I just started making music whenever, however I could, which is electronic, like chill beats is what it was back in the day. Now it's called like future. Uh, future beats and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it it stems from like not having anybody to do music with, and yeah. uh, just taking it upon myself to just do it alone, I guess. So did you have any siblings or anything growing up? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> my little brother is going to high school this uh, next year, and my little sister she's going into grade seven, I believe. Uh, but I mean, there's like a ten year gap, right? So for a long time, I was the only child until I was about ten, and then this infant was born and just kind of grew up with this kid which is cool like he's awesome I love yeah, that guy that's a, that's a big gap like me and my youngest sister are seven years apart and mm -hmm. that already seems like yeah yeah, yeah. It's a lot. like it's it's definitely to have your next 
like sibling be yeah. 10 years apart it's definitely a little difficult but i mean i've already i've always had friends too and they're like, yeah. kind of taking up the role of the little brother most of the time anyway so it's not really been like that big of an issue for me um so what's your parents if you don't mind pardon me asking what are your parents like did you like i guess what did your parents do kind of growing up and like has that like affected like your musical career at all uh, as far as I'm, as far as I know, in the family, there are no, there are no musicians except for, as, as far as, as far as I know, like my great grandparents were the ones that were the musicians. Like my grandma was a guitarist, and same with my great grandfather. Uh, my great great grandfather, actually, great grandfather. Yeah, it's <laughs> always hard to figure out those like generations. Yeah, yeah, for about. sure, for yeah. sure, it goes back. But there's always been like interest in art in my family. My great uncle is an amazing artist. My mom was like. She's pretty decent. My my biological father was a painter, okay, but more of like a Native American like traditional yeah. um, style. But you know, my my mom, my dad, they're not musical. Yeah, my dad always knew that I wanted to be a musician, so he got me a guitar when I was mm-hmm. ten. Uh, but other than that, like my dad works in construction. My mom's a, a housekeeper at the Besboro, like. Not really anything creative there. I, I mean, like. But it sounds like yeah, they're like art has been like yeah. a part of your life, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I used to I used to be a really good artist too. Actually, uh, I used to like not like I don't want to like brag, but I used to like amaze my teachers with how how much time I spent on my art and yeah. how like decent it was for somebody who's like in grade six or grade seven. Um, and then I just kind of fell off with that, I guess. Yeah. So. Art's always just been in my life, though. Like, yeah. it's been it's been important to me yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Not so much music until you know, I got to the point where I knew I wanted to be a musician, and I started focusing on my energy on that. And now here I am. I'm just it's like my only thing now is I'm a musician. So, were there like certain albums that kind of pushed you more to the music, or was it just a general sense <laughs> of like what was it? Do you know what it was? It was uh, I had a girlfriend when I was sixteen, my first girlfriend, and. That ha- that lasts until I turned seventeen. Coincidentally, we broke up, and that was the point where I was like, "All right, fuck this. I'm gonna become a musician. I'm gonna be famous, and she's gonna regret it for breaking up with me." But it quickly turned from that into me actually just falling in love with making music yeah. and, and just cre- creating something out of like. I pour a lot of myself into my music, and it, it was nice to create something out of all this stuff that I was going through, and hear it and like listen to it and it sounds nice and it's something that I can like be proud of and like that got that definitely got a lot the reward grew as my following grew because I could take something that really like messed me up and turned it into something that people love and people like want to listen to and they all the feedback all the all the comments and like I get people talking to me they're like Dude, I love your music, man. Like it's helped me through some tough times. Like that's awesome. And like the the reward grew with with you know the following, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's kind of what's keeping me around for what's keeping me going with this yeah. with this whole project, this VV thing. And you know, with, by extension, with, with all this other stuff that I'm working with other people on, and, and like after two AM bed and stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why don't you kind of like walk us through like. What's a typical day like for you? Um, like when you are actually a little bit more active on the music side of things. I know there's obviously off days oh, where yeah, you just kind of lazing around, but uh, yeah, what about like on a music day? What's that look like for you? It's it's hard to say. I don't really have like a ritual or a routine. It's 
just kind of whenever I have an idea for something. Um, this is like my process now. Whenever I do have a, an idea for something, I'll, I'll put it down in the in the digital workspace. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, I'll you know I'll toss it to the side and like save it and just like work on it later. But so for all the the music nerds, what what DAW do you use? I, I use Pretty Loops Twelve actually. <laughs> nice. All okay. people are like, oh, you were able to? I'm like, no. They're like, oh, what you able to? Dude, I, I only know Pretty Loops. Like, I tried to move yeah. to Ableton, yeah. but it's just I don't know, man. It's like I guess the best way to describe it is you drive us like a, an automatic car for such a long time and then you try to move to a, a you know standard and it's just it's just you can do it but it's gonna take a little bit of time and you don't know if you're like you're gonna be late for work so you're like i don't want to have to try to you know jimmy with this, this exactly clutch and everything yeah. it's, it's like thing. yeah it's like basically learning like a new instrument yeah you know? yeah like, exactly yeah <laughs> it's like you know you know what you want it to sound like and you yeah. know how to do it but yeah. it just it takes a little bit of time that yeah. you don't want to you don't want to waste that much time and lose the idea, mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to make that idea, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I use Pretty Loops. I just know it like the back of my hand, and <clears throat> I've been using it since I started making music. And so when you when you write, um, when you have an idea, like, does it usually come from a specific space? Like, is it usually a melody, or like, is, do you usually have like a backbeat that comes first? Like, the, is there usually a pattern of any sort? That yeah, you see? yeah, yeah, yeah. The first thing I do is I open up a Lounge Lizard. Uh, I, you know, I paid for the program and everything. It's just sorry. It's what, just, what's that? Lounge Lizard yeah. is this, is this uh, Rhodes emulator, but mm, also okay. like Wurlitzer and yeah. Glockenspiel, whatever you want. I just use the Rhodes because I love just I, I just love the sound of the Rhodes. I open that up first. I create the chord progression. Then I'm like I listen to it at different tempos to figure out what kind of like repeat would suit it, a sequence of beat. But a lot of those chords come from like my head, I guess. Like I'll hear, I'll hear an idea in my head, and I'll try to emulate that. And I've got throughout the years, I've gotten pretty good at, at being able to translate thought into sound. Um, but I mean, like you know, you have your rod sometimes. So you can't really. You hear an idea, but you can't get it out. You just it's frustrating. So you screw this. I'm just gonna play Dark Souls or something. That's kind of what it's been like. Um, but I'm not. I'm not that. Like I'm not super worried because I do have an album coming out anyway so I don't really have to worry about music for a good couple for more months. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I released, it's going to be, I'm hoping to do an album every year. Okay. Yeah, unless, you know, I start touring or something that I obviously take So you just want to tell everybody what the album is and when, when it's coming out? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, July 6th, VB&D, the album's called Daughter of the Sun. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a far cry from my other stuff, a lot of my other stuff is very synth-based and synth-heavy, um, and focus more on the future, the fusion of feature beats and soul music and R&B, I guess. I called it future R&B. Um, <clears throat> this album is going to be more instrument-based, it's going to be more grounded, and not as crazy as my albums. It's a neo-soul album, right? So it obviously has to be... It doesn't have to be a certain way, because that neo-soul umbrella is, is very large, but the way I wanted it was very grounded, very sparse, and very soulful, which I think was lacking in my music originally. Um, just the way my taste has gone, I guess. At the time, like, yes, all the songs were a way for me to therapize myself. To, is that a word, therapize? Sure, yeah. yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah, therapize myself. There we go. If it's not, we coined it. Yeah. <laughs> um, as a way to get these emotions out, but as my taste has differed, or 
evolved, I guess I want to say, my sound has also evolved to where I am actually making soul music now than putting my soul into these electronic songs. So yeah, it's going to be Neo Soul, um, yeah. going back to that. It's going to be awesome. A lot of Saskatoon artists are on it. Uh, it's mostly, it's actually entirely a Saskatoon album. That's awesome. Which, yeah. yeah. I, I think that Saskatoon definitely has a lack of people wanting to do soul music and kind of urban music in general. There are people, but it's not as popular as like, you don't go to somebody in Saskatoon and be like, hey, you want to start a, a soul band? You want to start a, a funk band? It's mostly like, hey, you want to play some garage rock or you want to play like some surf rock stuff? Or you wanna you wanna play double bass in my folk folk band? I want Saskatoon to be a place that people can be like, hey man, let's yeah. you know, been listening to a lot of blah blah blah. Let's start a soul band. Let's start a new soul band and yeah. stuff. You know? Yeah, and I mean the beauty of the internet is that like you can have the local musicians and then bring this to like an international uh, yeah, audience, different right? Sound. Yeah. yeah, I mean we released a single off the album Smoke, and it's doing really well in America. Like. Uh, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, and I think San Fran are the biggest points. And that's like going across America mm -hmm. too. Like Miami is pretty big too. People are really loving this this new neo soul music that I'm making, which you know it's 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 nice because a lot of my soul went into this, like I said before. And it, it's bringing back to that point before where uh, it's rewarding to release something that you put yourself into, you pour yourself into and have people respond like positively. And it's doing well in Canada too, like Vancouver, Toronto, um, like Halifax, Calgary. Halifax. Like, yeah, Calgary, that surprised me. Calgary is a really big zone for us in Canada. Yeah, I'm actually not that surprised if you uh, heard <clears throat> Celsi. No. Okay, there's there's like a, there seems to be like an act, like, a growing following around that kind of scene okay. in Calgary. So wow. just like, yeah. Maybe we should move to Calgary. Cool. I, was, I was planning on moving to Calgary, but then yeah. stuff started taking off with the bands. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, the yeah. success in Canada has been really, really yeah. nice too. We've been on CBC, we've been played on Marvin's, Marvin's Room, which is a big thing. Um, and I get people, like, telling me, messaging me on Instagram and, and you know, Twitter mm -hmm. and stuff, like, hey man, I heard your music on, on CBC Radio. Like, that's, yeah. that's cool. And that's the first time I've ever been on the Canadian mainstream media, I guess, for music, and that's just, it's, it's crazy, man, like, I'm really nervous and really excited for this album to drop, just because I don't know what, the, what it's going to change, mm. but I want it to change a lot, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you actually do have, like, quite a large following online, eh? Mm. Um, so, what would you say, like, what are kind of, like, your, your followings right now? Um, <laughs> a lot of it, well, I mean, the most of it is like streaming services. Apple Music is is big one. Spotify is probably the biggest. Uh, I have like two listeners on Tidal, which is tight. Cause, you know, they're making me like about a dollar each. They go. They Tidal. go from the new like uh, the new album or the, the new, new Jay Z and Jay Z Beyonce, Beyonce album. album, and then they're just like, oh, I think might as well listen to some <laughs> BBD new album. Here. Oh, have you heard BBD? <laughs> no, but it, it's 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 mostly just. As far as I know, I haven't done a lot of shows, so I don't know if there's like that physical following yet where I can go play a show. It's, it's, I mean, it depends on the city too. Like I went to Vancouver and people were actually coming out to my shows, but whenever I do something here in Saskatoon, it's really depressing because nobody comes out to my things, which is like, it's cool. Like I don't, you know, I don't really care. I'm only doing it for the money because it's Saskatoon, right? Yeah. But I don't want that to be, I don't want that to have to be for anybody else. Like. 
I don't think it is. I hope not, at least. But, you know, if somebody's starting, like, I don't want them to, like, DJ or play. Like, even, like, uh, put so much effort into making up, like, a full band yeah. lineup and then having, like, three guys come out to the shows. And, like, that's just the friends, right? Like, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the, it's just been online, really, which is kind of backwards, I think. Because whenever you start a band and you start a project, usually playing local shows and growing organically from your hometown branching out to the other cities within like a certain amount of time and then eventually getting more listeners and then you know it's been it's been super backwards because it's just always been overseas or you know in america or on the on the east and west coast of canada uh, and like nothing in Saskatoon, which is cool like that's you know that's awesome but it's just like the craziness of the internet yeah you know? yeah it's nice it's like it's kind of like how you talk about like you you didn't have that band when you were growing up, right? Yeah. And so you made it yourself. And then in that same way, it's like, okay, that you made that following yourself because you didn't have like this confined space. Usually yeah, yeah, is how yeah. people see it, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, even, even the stuff that I am successful for, I've never really had that scene that I can fit into really well where, you know, I'm not, it's not like if I started an indie rock band and, was instantly friends with people that are doing indie rock just because there was no people to be friends with that were doing, you know, Future Beats when I started. And there are people now that are doing, like, soul music, which is nice because I'm meeting a lot of people, like yourself included, and, you know, all the trifecta guys. You got J.J. White. You got all the jazz guys that I hang out with now. It's, it's nice to actually feel with this new music that I'm part of a community rather than kind of like, a, like an outrider or, you know, like just somebody who's trying to do something alone and not really being successful with it. But that hasn't, I haven't felt that way for a long time. Like, it's, it's been it's been a good year and a half, probably two years, yeah. of being in these communities, rather than feeling super alone and, like, having to, if I want to do a show, go hang out with, like, Deep House guys and play Deep House music when I really want to play, like, R&B music and, and all that stuff. I guess, yeah, just kind of going back to, like, those first years mm -hmm. where you first started out. Um, obviously that was like a little bit more of an alone period because like you said like you didn't have a band or anything yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to kind of just talk to us about it? yeah yeah I mean when I first started making music I didn't really have anybody I guess that was even like into the new sound or like I wouldn't even say I wouldn't say like aware but it wasn't it wasn't a popular form of music back then like Chill Beats was, was kind of popular you had like Teen Days and all these other guys doing like stuff like Jessica Casual was a big um, big influence because they were the front runners for a very long time of new electronic music and i think that that when i started was back in 2013 it was kind of a it was like a golden era dubstep was just dying out and you know edm was like big room house was what it was called back then now it's called edm um was just becoming people were just starting to make it and same with the, the future beats stuff i think that big room house kind of died down now it's edm is considered you know future beats and now hard trap and stuff um, but there weren't a lot of trap producers, there weren't a lot of future producers, so it was it was a golden period of being able to create some stuff, and that's something that I lacked, was having a community based around that sound, or that that idea of making music that isn't, like, creating that music, I guess. So I really had to create that sound and, and create those communities around that and I, I did I had a couple of collectives that I managed and started uh, one of them being Ethereal or you know Ethfam we had a bunch of producers that were just starting to get into the trap realm and introduced trap and R&B elements into it 
Um, and I mean, Trap Soul is now a, a popular thing, obviously with like Drake and all those producers, but there was one guy that really started it. His name was uh, Jay Lewis, I think, was the first guy to do Trap Soul. And he started working with Bryson Tiller. He, you know, he found Bryson Tiller before Bryson Tiller got popular. He was the guy who was producing for him. And yet the selection round where they went from making <clears throat> like hip hop, like chill hip hop, to making this Trap Soul sound. And now that's, you know, they have a show on Beats 1 Radio and stuff. Selection's been a big part in that. Um, that's kind of, they've kind of been the umbrella for artists like myself to kind of group together and start these collectives. And that's what we did, like FM, and then we had, um, that died down eventually, and I, I left to focus on the music, and then I started this group with a bunch of artists. Uh, this group's called Sad Artists. And, like, everybody... It's a great name. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> super great name. Um, everybody, everybody in this, in the, in in the sad artist era of, of my life is they all have musical careers now like Sophie Myers was, a, was she's probably the biggest no I'd say Versace's probably the biggest now from that group but we had a bunch of artists that now are you know traveling and then making all their money on on music on their art which is you know the same goes for me like my entire income comes from music now because of the sound that we all created and kind of I wouldn't say movement because I don't know if we had that much influence, but definitely a lot of people wanted to be a sad artist, and we never really got around to like taking submissions, even though we said we were going to. It's just kind of, you know, I feel kind of bad about that, but yeah, I mean, I had to create these communities for myself um, and really be a front runner in creating communities for other people, other artists like myself, uh, and that's something I'm trying to do in Saskatoon now. Is I want to create, I want to bring all these people together. Like, yeah, there are people that are doing this music, but like we're all friends, but we're not working together towards. We probably are like individually working towards creating the scene, but I think that I want to bring everybody together and have the main focus be creating that scene for people. I think that's really important because, I mean, I don't want people to go through the shit that I had to go through, right? Like the uh, feeling like you're alone and not you don't have anybody to make music with, or you know you. Even just feeling you don't have support from you know from your hometown, so that's something I still struggle with too. Like now with this new music coming out, I get a lot of people. Like I go to bars, and people be like, "Hey man, I heard your stuff on CBC Radio. Like that's tight." I'm like, "This is cool. It's finally happening." But it, it's been five years, man. Like I don't want somebody to start to have a passion in, in R&B music or soul music or you know urban music in general and not feel fulfilled and just give up. Because there's been times where I wanted to give up too. Like. And I did for like six months at one point in 2014. Can you, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it was at a time when I plateaued, I guess. I, I was only, I mean, I guess I can say this. <laughs> I was only, I only had like, like a couple thousand followers on, on SoundCloud, and that just wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't like, it plateaued, I guess. And I was just like, what's like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm still alone in the city. Like, I have to hang out with Deep House guys to be in a community, and that's not what I'm really into. I do like the music, I just, it's not something I can see myself doing. And so I, I stopped making music for a while, and I just kind of, I don't even remember what I did. I think I had a girlfriend at the time, so I guess that's kind of where my focus went. Um, but I could be wrong, but yeah, it's just, it was it was difficult to want to make music, I guess. And then eventually I got out of that, and, you know, as soon as I hit, got out of that plateau, it was like an immediate skyrocket. And, so did that, that getting out of that plateau and, and even getting out of that rut, 
Do you remember kind of how like that transition, how that actually happened? I think I just I forced myself to push through it. That's something I've 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 been doing a lot uh, in my career is just forcing myself to make music. Even if I don't have an idea, I'll still force myself to come up with something because you never know when you're gonna when you're gonna make something that's like, oh wow, this is actually kind of tight. Like I'm I'm proud. Like I'm stoked to make more music, and I think that that's important for an artist and it's definitely something I need to do now because I'm, I feel like I'm becoming a little stagnant just because I've been waiting for this album to release and mm. haven't really been doing much outside of the way of making more content just kind of refining everything else and, you know also I have the band too now which is nice I love playing with the band it's nice to have my best we're all best friends in the band right um, and we play shows and people people really like our sound and people really enjoy watching us play because it's obviously it's obvious that we're all best friends and you know that's also been taking up some of my time which is you know it's nice I'm not so much pushing forward with the VVD after this album it's more so my interest is other places now because mm-hmm. I do have these communities and I do have these like you know these scenes that I can fit into which is nice. So you talked a little bit about like how you force yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is something that like people don't get a lot is like <laughs> there's a lot of <coughs> there's a, a lot of bad songs that you need to write before you get to like good ones. Oh yeah, definitely, dude. <laughs> my my laptops are full of tracks that are just garbage, so bad. I recently tried to make trap soul again. Yeah. I think I'm just gonna become a jazz musician instead. It's not. It wasn't working out, and I don't think it will, unless I put effort into it. Obviously, but it's just it was garbage. So, what do you think? Like, on a good day, or like, on a, I guess on a good stretch, like how many songs do you think are good compared to the ones that are just like not quite as good? When when I'm when I'm on a roll, dude, yeah. every song is like it's tight. Um, that's what happened with this album. I started I started writing this album in August 2017. Okay. Uh, after my last synth heavy album dropped uh, we go on infinitely um and there was a point in october when i like <laughs> i barricaded myself in my house and i didn't leave at all and i was going crazy but i was making most of the music that you hear on the album now i was, I was creating these, these chord progressions and these percussion patterns and just creating the the base of these songs before i knew i wanted to take it into the studio um so on a, on a good stretch, every idea yeah. is something that I'm into. But on a bad stretch, it's like maybe like every one out of three projects, or you know. That's still that pretty freaking high. But like yeah, that's still yeah. like that's still like two bad songs for every yeah, yeah for every you know decent song. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like like I said, like the focus isn't really on creating new content right now for yeah. VVD, um, and I honestly haven't opened my my workspace to create music in couple weeks now which is you know back then unheard of i'd be making music every single day and you know re- releasing music every single day just not even i wouldn't even want to say releasing just putting it on soundcloud yeah. you know putting effort into the scene that i'm going through and then you know deleting it after a month because i'm like ah, oh, this is kind of shitty yeah. like, i don't want I don't, I don't want this to be a showcase of my talent um there have definitely been a lot of songs that I've released on soundcloud and just deleted and i think that everything on soundcloud right now is it stands for it's, it's like a good measure of my progression as an artist. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a while since I've opened up my project or my, my Fruity Loops and you know created something for VVD. Um, there still are, are ideas that flow around that I will get to eventually. I have a, my, my notepad and my, and my phone is like, 
you know. Sometimes, it'll just, like, sometimes it'll just yeah. be a word, and then I'll, I'll remember. Sometimes it'll be like an idea for a song, like yeah. have the intro this long, and then go into this short little pre-chorus into the chorus kind of thing. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's not really been like it's not a high priority right now. I guess. And especially yeah, once you once you do have like that band or like other elements too, too, right? Yeah, it's like you. There's like other things you got to focus, like exactly. huge rehearsals. You know, yeah, like that can yeah. take up and, so much time. And that's something I wanna, I wanna, I wanna work on is uh, having VVD. Not, I'm sick of DJing, honestly. Like, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to drink and like play songs and have fun with your friends. But in Saskatoon, that's not something that I, I have. Which I mean, it's, it's not like I don't feel bad about it. Like, it's it's kind of shitty, yeah, but. Um, DJing is just, it's just not fun for me anymore. So I'm, I'm really focusing on bringing the VPD band, it, like coming, making that come to life. Um, and that's kind of, I guess that's where my focus has been more so on. Of course, I have the other band after 2 a.m., but that's like indie rock. Uh, I've been teaching Katie Tupper the parts, the piano parts, and then we have a sax player and a guitar player. And we're looking for a drummer. But we might just play the tracks. That might be the easiest, mm-hmm. especially if we're going to tour, which it's looking likely that we are going to tour um, with the success of the album. I hope it's going to be successful. But you know, if, if Smoke has anything to say about what people want from VVD, it's going to be it's going to be pretty good reception. And yeah, that's just kind of that's kind of the focus now is making Neo Soul VVD band and having like that cool live band experience yeah. instead yeah. of just DJing is fun, but when people say like, "Oh, you DJ, so you just press play," it's like, no. But essentially, it's yeah. But like that's all you're doing, really. Sometimes songs are playing at the same time. You're still just pressing play, man. At least the way I DJ, like it's not fun for me. It's not fulfilling anymore. Yeah. I want to move on from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, you obviously like have a lot of success now. Like you're mm-hmm. able to build this community and um, build this following, and, and things are going well. One of the things that like I, I really wanted to like stress on this podcast too is just like there's like there's some shitty parts to it too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time, <laughs> all the time. Um, if you can, do you want to like think back on like what was like one of your worst moments like in just like in the music industry? I guess there's been a lot. <laughs> um, I guess like there's like one that really sticks out to you that like people can learn from that experience. I'm not, I don't want to go too deep into it, yeah. but just uh, don't get too drunk. That's definitely a huge problem that I've had, uh, especially last year. I, I, you know, you have all this free, like when you start working with music like full time and it's your job, you have all this free time, you have all this money that you don't know what to do with. So you're like, I might as well go to the bar and, and, and make friends. But mm. sometimes, you know, you, you have to learn your limits and that takes time and experience, unfortunately. You know, that's definitely a place that I've altered uh, in the past. So that's probably, like, the darker times. Um, of course, like, going through breakups and stuff, that obviously really sucks. But that I feel like that is also really good for for myself, at least. I don't know if anybody else can really create music out of, you know, a shitty situation like that. Um, I wouldn't say so much that I've been in dark spaces and it's been bad for my art, but it's mostly been good experiences from my art, even though like, the times were shitty. And then, of course, you have those times where you, like, you just have no energy to get out of bed, and, you know, if you deal with depression, like, obviously, it's going to be, you know, difficult some days, and even just, like, motivating yourself to open up that digital audio workspace, um, you know, whatever it is, Ableton, 
Fruity Loops, if you have Reaper, like that's cool too. Um, Garage Band, it's 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 difficult, but yeah, I don't think that there's ever been like a really detrimental point in my life, except for the drinking thing. That was pretty bad. Yeah, definitely don't want to be doing that anymore. Yeah. That's not something. That's not who I am, man. Like that's. But still, like that's still something that you had to like go through to get to where you are now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even say that I am there not yet. Yeah. Like I'm still learning myself. I guess that's probably the hardest thing about my life right now is learning myself and just coming to terms with. I wouldn't say coming to terms with who I am, but being the person that I want to be and the person that I am instead of being this. I call it the demon whenever I drink, like the demon awakens and I just get taken over by this like dark spirit that just gets super hammered and makes a fool out of himself, which is like, it's not fun, man. Like, I don't want people to think of me like that. And I think a lot of people do think of me like that, which is, you know, shitty. And there's nothing you can really do about changing people's minds on you. And that's probably why people don't come out to my shows because they know I'm the DJ that gets hammered and starts, you know, playing all this whack music. Cause <laughs> It's fun to play funny music sometimes, and you know, sometimes the tracks go too hard for the setting. And you just don't realize it because you're drunk and you want to hear it anyways. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's something I'm working on, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I, I appreciate you sharing that. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think I think now is probably my dark time, <laughs> and it has been for the past year. Now is always the darkest time. Yeah. It's always the darkest timeline. <laughs> for sure, dude. For sure. <laughs> I don't know what portal I stepped into, but I'm definitely living the darkest timeline now. Um, I know we talked a little bit about time, like you don't feel comfortable uh, mentioning it, like that's cool too. Um, but like, are you willing to talk about like kind of the disorders and stuff that like you deal with a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, I think that a lot of a lot of creative people have this tendency to be to have to deal with like some sort of you know disorder, like a mental disorder or even like physical um, that comes with like physical addictions or you know mental addictions, like even dealing with like depression and anxiety, which is those two things, I guess all of those things I deal with, like, you know, the, I'm addicted to cigarettes and that messes with my brain because I can't function without at least having a cigarette that day because my brain does not how to supplement those. It doesn't know how to create those, those chemicals in the, in the brain that will deal with anxiety and depression uh, because I've been so reliant on cigarettes. And I mean, even like the, the depression aspect of it is like, it's, it's, getting increasingly hard to will myself out of bed and to, you know, work on music. Like I, like I said, it's been weeks since I've worked on music. And I don't know if I'm in a funk, but you don't really know until you're out of it, right? Um, so maybe I am. Uh, and I mean, anxiety, it's been a thing in, in my past life, like, <laughs> not my past life, but like in the past in my life, um, where, you know, it was, it was bad. Like I would, I would, if I didn't eat enough, I would have a panic attack, but if I ate too much, I would have a panic attack. Just like little things like that, everything had to be perfect. And of course that comes with like social anxiety too, where I guess that also feeds into the drinking thing where I don't feel comfortable with who I am around people, or I didn't. Um, and so I would just get drunk so I wouldn't feel anxious or shy. And you know, the more drunk I got, the more myself I can be, but that's not really like, it took a long time okay. to discover like that's not who I am. Yeah. It's just I don't know. I feel more comfortable in, in public now and talking to people, but it's definitely still situations where I'm meeting people and I'm talking to them like, 
really wish I had like two or three beer right now so I can feel more comfortable. Like that's still the stuff that I have to deal with, like those disorders. I haven't been officially diagnosed, and I don't want to be in much of a hypochondriac and like diagnose myself with all this stuff. But it's you know I'm definitely like seeking out therapy right now, like uh, counseling, yeah, just yeah. to see if you know I do have something wrong in my brain, which I'm pretty sure I do. I'm pretty sure normal people don't feel this way, and I'm really envious that people can wake up and not. I mean, the thing is that like a lot of people seem like at least just from the responses I've been getting from people about this series, yeah. um, a lot of people are dealing with it and just like kind of don't want to, or like haven't had a space to talk about it or mm, yeah, yeah. like just haven't been like, don't feel like it's appropriate to talk about exactly. it. Exactly. Right? Like yeah. situationally, like I can't talk about it like this, like yeah. it's, it's fine, but yeah. it's not something that I want. Like, I feel like it's a burden when I bring it up with my friends, mm. even though like, yeah, they're my friends. Like they love me. They want to be there for me. It's just, it's something that I've never up until the point where I realized that I needed counseling and I talked to my friends that have been to counseling about it, that was like the first indication for them that I was really dealing with something dark um, because I don't open up to people because of the anxiety of, you know, I don't want, uh, I don't want people to think of me any differently. I don't want, like, I don't want to have to burden them with just the idea that I am not a happy person, I guess. Especially like, you know, like everybody sees that like you're having all success, right? Like yeah, everything's yeah. coming out, right? I had somebody yeah. I had somebody say to me last um I think it was last time I was out, like we got to I was drunk, so I was able to share this. Uh we start talking about depression. It's like, what? Like you're so successful, like how can you be upset with your music and like or how can you be upset with the industry? It's working out so well for you. I'm like, dude, like I am just you know, I'm just this is just who I am. Like I'm not happy. I'm not happy with where I'm at right now in music, and I'm not happy with the industry. I'm, if I'm being real, I'm pretty jaded about the entire industry. Not just the the business aspect, but also like the image that you have to upkeep. And like, I don't know. It's it's nice to get people to talk to you and like message you on you know social medias and tell them that they like your music. But a lot of it is I don't know. It, it, it I can't explain it. I just feel so strange but it's not that i don't appreciate it it's just that it almost doesn't feel like a real like a like a real connect i don't feel like i deserve it if i'm being real hmm. um like I, I know of artists that work way harder than i do and it's it's weird that i like i don't i don't want to like throw anybody under the bus so i'm not going to say names but it's, it's weird that i'm more successful than them because i got lucky essentially that's that's what it that's what it boils down for for me is I, just, I feel like I just got lucky. Like I don't really deserve any of this. There are people that work harder than I do that you know deserve to be where I'm at. But they're not. Like why? Why me? <laughs> that's really that's really depressing. But it's like you know, it's it's the reality of it. Though. Yeah. It's like it's it's uh, imposter syndrome. That's the word I was looking that's, for. Yeah, that's probably what yeah. I'm. That's probably what I'm dealing with. But like it's it's. It's all, it also feeds into my anxieties because the more successful I get, the more I feel that people will not like be jealous of me, but you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, that people won't like me because they're like, oh, I work hard, I work so hard in this music. Why is this guy more popular? Why is this guy more successful? It's like, I don't want people to not like me because of what I do and just how far my reach is now. Um, and so, like, the higher the numbers grow, the worse I feel, which is, I don't think that's the way it should be at all, man. Like, 
I should feel proud of myself, but I'm, I don't. And, you know, yeah, I have my moments. Yeah, I feel proud of myself when I when I release a song, and it's it's nice. But a lot of the time, it's it's, it's me feeling like why, like why me, why not anybody else? Why? Like, but that's also my anxiety, like playing into my mind. It's like that, like temporary high, and then it just like goes right yeah, back down. Yeah, right yeah. back down. And like, yeah. I'm, I'm nervous that people, like I said before, like I'm nervous that people won't like me because of you know how much I do make or how much plays I make and stuff like that. Like, I just don't want people to, I'm very people oriented, I'm discovering. Um, that's where a lot of my anxieties lie. But yeah, I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird. I, I'm definitely not ungrateful for it. Like, I don't know what I'd be doing right now if it wasn't just music. I'd probably hate my life even more than I do now, but it's, I want, to feel okay with it. Is that the question you asked? I feel like we really spitballed it into something Yeah, else. Oh, that's, I mean, really, this is like what I said, like, this is what I kind of wanted to get to. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. For sure. Uh, I, like, I don't mind sharing. It's yeah, just, you know, yeah. I don't want it to, I don't want, that's another thing too, like, I, I like sharing, but I don't want to, like, kill people. It just be that. sad, you know? Yeah, yeah, time. I don't yeah, want people yeah. to be like, oh, wow, Yeah. I really feel sorry for this guy. And like, I don't want that. I don't want pity. Like, yeah. I, you know, I pity myself enough as it is. It's just, I just want people to like. Yeah. And that's, and I mean, that's the crazy cycle that happens, right? Yeah. Is that, like, yeah. It's just, don't have, but like, I definitely appreciate you, you sharing this and. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, man. Like yeah. any, yeah. any more questions you have? Like, yeah. And I mean, yeah, you showed me some of the, some of the album earlier. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty stoked to, Dude. to have it online. I mean, you only heard it on the, on the, uh, on the phone, on the, on the, on the iPhone speakers. iPhone speakers. Yeah. Primo. Oh, such, <laughs> such good quality. All my work in the studio, yeah. just for that moment, <laughs> on that iPhone phone. Yeah, on those iPhone phones. Speakers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's awesome. Um, yeah, thanks for sharing all this. Um, I guess to end it on, on kind of a later note, just uh, I don't like it to be like just sad, you know? Like, no, 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 no I, think, I think that it's important yeah. to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess, yeah, I had like a few questions. Um, like, what's like the best gift you've ever given to somebody? You really put me on the spot. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't have a lot of close personal relationships. Mm. I don't really give a lot of gifts out. Yeah. Um, I gave my best friend Tyson, who's the drummer in After 2 a.m., I gave him a giant fist dildo uh, for Christmas. That's probably the best gift that I give him. That's uh, yeah, yeah. It was kind of a, a joke gift, but this joke cost us like $90. Yeah. Um, so that's probably, you know, we turned it into kind of like a, a travel yeah. thing where he goes places, he'll write down the name of the cities that he's been yeah. to on it. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And it's like, that's very personal. It is very personal. You're not you know? going to give that to your mom. No. I mean, I, I, if you do, that's cool. But personally, I'm not really I'm not going to give that thing to my mom ever. <laughs> that's probably the best gift yeah. that I'd say I'd give out. I yeah. have given out. That's awesome. Um, if you could have, like, a billboard anywhere, um, where would it be and what would it say? I wouldn't want a billboard. Like, not even promoting your own stuff. Just, like... You don't, you don't have a message you want in the world? Um, I feel like if I had a billboard, it would be to, I wouldn't say, um, showcase other people. I've had enough, dude. Like, I just talked about how much yeah. I hated myself yeah. because of my success. Yeah. Like, it, I want, I guess I, like. Like, it doesn't have to be about you. It could be, like, for anything. Yeah. They could have any message on. I would just have a bunch of billboards for, if I had to pick a yeah. bunch of billboards, yeah. uh, this is 
Chase is the question. Yeah, yeah. Just other artists, you know, yeah. other artists that I think are you know yeah. important. Where would you put it? Like, where, what do you think would be your spot to showcase these other artists? In the hood. In the hood. No, no, I'm just gonna, like, <laughs> obviously like high, high civilian areas, like yeah. downtown. Um, like not even just Saskatoon. Like we're talking about anywhere oh, in the world. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Anywhere in the world. LA. Definitely. LA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, don't really know any neighborhoods in LA. Yeah. Don't haven't really been there. But you just replace the Hollywood side. Yeah, yeah, with a bunch of Saskatoon artists. That's my goal: is to replace the Hollywood side with Saskatoon artists. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Is there anything else? Anything else you want to plug? What's your What's your socials? We gotta. Oh yeah, yeah. We gotta do the socials. Um, at VBND money. That's VBND M O N E Y. I forgot how to spell money for a second. Holy crap! Uh, it's on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Tumblr at Swift Chris. I have Swift a, Chris. Swift Chris. I have a uh, pale golf blog. So that's fun. Oh what? Uh, pale golf blog. Yeah. What is that? It's like it's like soft grunge but more golf. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> you can follow me on on Facebook, but I never post. Uh, VVD music. What else do I use? Just Instagram and Twitter. Tinder. VV at VVD. Uh, you can match with me. There we yeah. go. But Tinder won't let me back into my account, so maybe I have to make a new one. We'll see. Uh, the important, the important socials. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter. Right so, um, uh, Spotify, obviously. Search up VVD. Apple Music too. iTunes. Uh, listen to my music, make me money, uh, make me hate myself more. There we go. Yeah. If you want Devin to hate himself more, follow him and message him on all those platforms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, thanks. Yeah.